0: Well, I was a fanatic, there's no doubt, a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about six o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was, I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened, I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, folks. This is Ryan Warner with Wrestling Changed My Life. Now, today's episode is with Coach Dan Knight. Coach Knight is a former four-time undefeated state champion and is one of the top high school coaches in Iowa. So this guy knows what it takes to compete at some of the highest levels. And in this episode, we talk about his philosophy on competition and leadership, and we also take a look at his journey through the sport. So we hope you like it. For past episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. I'd love to just start off with, how did you get involved with wrestling and what was your childhood like? Well,
0: I uh, got started at a young age. I I can remember my dad was kind of part of the the, the youth wrestling club and I wasn't really old enough to be there, but I can remember him telling me that if I could be there and keep my mouth closed and pay attention, that I could stay and apparently I did that because I got to stay, and I just, from an early age, I always, I loved it. It was a blast. Um, I think I had the benefit of being the youngest of four boys. We also had my my sister, so there are five kids, but having three older brothers, it, it was a huge advantage, just having them go through things, you know, prior to me going through them, and just them sharing stuff. I mean, my older, oldest brother, Mike was shoot the first thing. We're say, I don't know, 13 years apart. So he was almost starting college, you know, by the time uh, I was getting started wrestling and uh, just bringing back technique and things like that. And uh, it just, uh, it was fun. And uh, my parents were, my dad was the teacher. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and kind of worked over the noon hour and I don't know how they afforded it, but they, they took us everywhere. You know, we wrestled all over the country and uh, and me and my brother, Steve mainly got into it. My, my two older brothers really didn't get started until middle school. Um, They boxed actually, my dad was a boxer. And so my older brothers, they boxed like we wrestled when they were little. And then once they got into middle school, they started wrestling. But uh, me and my brother, Steve, we got started really young, and, uh you know, people talk about, oh, you're going to burn out, or this, or that, it, it just never happened, Um I, I, we just couldn't get enough of it, and I, I think a lot of it was the changing of styles, you know, to me, folk style was a sport, and freestyle, and Greco, it was a different sport, you know, it was something totally different, and uh shoot, we'd wrestle 11 months out of the year, from age five on up, that it was never something that we were drugged to, or, you know, hated to, Oh, I don't want to do it or anything. And I can always remember my dad saying, Hey, you guys don't want to go, you know, there's plenty of things we can do, you know, but I also know that we trained to go. Like if we didn't train, we weren't going to go just to go, you know, we were going to be prepared to go. Uh, We had a wrestling mat in our basement. We had a bunch of little neighborhood kids, not neighborhood kids, but club kids that were a little Mm -hmm. more serious that always worked out in our basement uh, I used to have to coax some of my uh, buddies who weren't wrestlers to say, hey, you want to come over and play? And then, and then have them come down in the basement so I could have a partner. And uh, But, uh, now we, we had a blast. A lot of fond memories of, of traveling around the country and doing a, a, a ton of wrestling. So it, it was always fun. And like I said, I, I don't know how my parents afforded it, but they definitely put us Number One, and you know they they just took us everywhere, so they knew I guess that's what it took to get good and um and it it worked out to a certain extent
1: well, that's something you talk about a lot is your parents sacrificed a lot, you know, gave you every opportunity and, and still a lot of a lot of good core values in you um you know so is that something where you know, they were like, "Hey, we we want you to wrestle. It's really up to you." And they just supported you along the way because you mentioned you didn't have that burnout, which is is pretty surprising um, for someone who wrestles that much.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, we just that was like our. If we were going to go on a family vacation, it was well, we're going to go to Omaha to the Grand Nationals, and then from there we'll go somewhere else and have a little vacation, you know. Or we'll, – <laughs> everything, you know, it was we we wrestled. All the time. I mean, I just I can't remember not ever going somewhere every weekend, you know. And uh, it was just it was something that, uh, like I said, I just loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. There was never I don't ever remember a time where I was like, I can't. uh, I don't want to do it this time, you know, or I'm tired, or I, you know. But back then too, no nobody. I I don't remember weight classes. You know what I mean? I don't remember. Ah, I I, I remember we just went and wrestled. You know, to me, the only negative thing about our sport is the thing cutting weight. that gets old, you know. And I never remember having, well, the Nationals, of course, you had to make a weight. But I never remember, like, cutting weight. You know, I remember just going and getting up on a Saturday morning and loading up our car with all the Clinton kids. My dad would take us wherever we needed to go to wrestle, you know? So it, it was neat. My mom was with us. And so, you know, that was kind of the thing we did. That's what you guys did every weekend. Well,
1: that's, that, And I'm sure that those stories are um, are commonplace across the wrestling community. I know that was the case with my family, but obviously you guys took it to a new level um, and w- we will get back to the to weight classes later. Cause I know you had, Um, some pretty epic weight cutting tales when you were at Iowa state. I'd love to hear your kind of philosophy (laughs) on that now (laughs) that you're coaching. uh, I mean, you're, you're coaching one of the powerhouses in Iowa. And I'd love to get your, your thoughts on that, but um, sticking with your, your childhood and your high school career. um, So you mentioned your brothers, Russell, your brother, uh, Jeff was a state champ. And then your brother, Steve was uh, a multiple time state champ, all American at Iowa state. So you had some good role models to look up to. And obviously drilling with those guys every day. I mean, it's, it, what what could be better in terms of developing skill and, in and, and getting mentally tough and, and loving to compete because brothers certainly have to do that. Um, but what, what about wrestling your brother, Steve? Cause he was the closest to you. Did you guys wrestle a lot growing up? And, and, and yeah, what, run, we, had a, had? we had a mat, we had a mat in our
0: basement and we used to wrestle a match to 50 every night. And we, I don't think we finished <laughs> it. A one of them without me crying and running upstairs you know, being upset, or Steve cheated, or Steve something, you know, but uh, he he was a huge role model for me, because we were four years apart, when he left high school, I entered high school, so we were never really together, but, uh, you know, he definitely kind of guided me on, on you know, this is what it takes, you know, and I, I can remember in sixth grade, making my mind up as that goal of, I wanted to be a four-time champ, and I didn't want to lose any matches, you know, and, and I wouldn't have had that mindset if I didn't have him to to kind of ask me, you know, hey, what what, what are you going to do, you know, and, and then know what work it took to get there, you know what I mean, and uh, just kind of following in his footsteps a little bit. But, you know, state meet, I can remember kids always getting excited about all oh, the state and all the people. Well, I've been there since I was four years old. So that was like home to me, you know? And so it was still a little weird wrestling there as a freshman. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think being there so many times, I, I was just so comfortable with, with that surroundings and, you know, wrestling a ton of matches, you know, I, I wrestled everywhere. I'd wrestled in bigger venues than that. I, I wrestled, you know, uh, just a lot, a lot of matches had a lot of experiences. And so that just, gave me I think a huge advantage going into high school you know
1: and so you're kind of getting to that piece I mean obviously the the technical skill um, you had that in spades but when you think about the mindset training or it probably wasn't even called that back then but that's that's really a, a big thing now is you know what like what's your mindset going into it what mental coaching do you do and so can you remember I mean ever being you know nervous or being worried about losing because you were undefeated or it kind of talk us through your mental, you mental know, side I, of I your first game. got
0: exposed to the visualization. I made a, a USA team when I was like 12 or 13 years old, like schoolboy team. And that was the first time that a coach had really talked about visualizing. And they, they would close our eyes and we'd go through things and stuff. But I did a lot of that in high school, you know, and relax and, and think about things. But as far as being nervous, I, I don't know that I was ever, and I don't want to sound cocky or anything but I didn't necessarily have that fear of of losing you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I, I just I don't know I, I just I, I just had to, I'd wrestle a ton you know and I was it was that gave me a, a huge confidence going in and going out you know and and of course there's some tough kids that I had to wrestle and so maybe there was a little fear of losing a few times along the way but it, it wasn't it really wasn't there. You know, I wanted to go out and it sounds bad, but I, you know, just to dominate the kid, you know, and and to to pan or tech or whatever, you know, back then shoot, we didn't have tech balls until my junior year. So, uh, just, just, I think the wrestling, you know, everywhere and everything and and just having a confidence uh, of that. And, uh, that, that fear, like I said, fear of losing wasn't, wasn't really there.
1: And I think also if, if you, you know, you probably talked to your, your guys about this, but if you do everything you physically can um, in preparation, really you've already won, right? Because you're, you're holding yourself to a higher standard, and whatever the match score is, so be it. Um, nine yep. times out of ten, it works out to be a win if you literally have done everything you can. But, I mean, you talk about you wrestling six hours a day and just absolutely loving it. There's probably very few people who are putting the time in and took it as seriously as you did, um, even in the country at that, at that age.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing I always remember is, is, you know, my brothers or my dad saying, you know, how much time we put in compared to that. You know, you've worked harder and all that. And I can remember, in fact, I just talked to Coach uh, Les Anderson's son a little little while ago, and I, I told him, I said, you know, the one thing I always say to my kids still today is the thing that Les Anderson always said to us at Iowa State. It says, everybody wants to win. You know, everybody goes out on, on the mat and everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to lose. But he said, it's not the wanting to win. It's the hating to lose. He says, you have to hate to lose more than that other guy. Because everybody wants to win. There's nobody that goes out there that doesn't want to win. He said, but it's that, that mindset of hating to lose. You got to hate to lose so much. And, and that's got to be that, that thing that drives you. And he says, you know, with that hating to lose, the more time that you put in, the the more hating to lose, that's going to develop. And and that's really always stuck with me. And that's a point that I always bring up to our kids, you know, because we worked pretty darn tough in that high school room. And I said, you know, this is why we do this. is because we're going to work so hard and you're going to develop such a hatred of losing because you know that you put in so much time. And when you step on that mat, you know that you've worked harder than this kid. And so that's got to develop that hating to lose mentality just so much more. And so that that's one thing that uh, uh, a big mentor, Les Anderson, you know, left with me that something that I remind our kids, shoot, daily, they probably get tired of me saying it.
1: You know? <laughs> well, and it, it's so true, though. And a, a lot of folks we've had on the podcast say that. But I think it's it's definitely true. Once you've experienced it, right? Once you, you truly go into a match expecting a win, and you have your heart ripped out, things don't work out for you. That's where you first really understand that that pain of losing so you look looking back in your career you didn't have many losses ever in high school I mean you never lost at the, in that high school season but you know what um, what were some of those more memorable moments where you had a setback or an obstacle that really inflicted some pain on you emotionally and, and you rebounded from in, in your wrestling you know, career I,
0: I can remember wrestling at the nationals and back then there wasn't cadet, so it was just everybody so as a freshman, you wrestled against seniors, and um, I won the the Greco as a freshman, but I didn't win the freestyle. I got like fifth, you know, so I took some losses, you know, and uh, so a lot of that kind of helped me a little bit, you know, I think because I did get beat. I got beat in the summertime. I'd lose to this guy or that guy, you know, and mm-hmm. um, that kind of took a little pressure off, you know from that from the season, you know. I can remember my sophomore year, the kid that I beat in the national finals. Well he beat me in the national finals at sophomore, you know? And um really it just like I said, I, I think that uh took some some pressure off because you would wrestle, you know, I I made a world team when I was a freshman, you know, and went to the world championships and stuff. Well shoot, I didn't win it, you know. And uh, you took losses there, so everybody's like, "Oh, you went undefeated." i was like, "Well, yeah, but shoot, I have a handful of, uh, of losses in my high school that you know people maybe don't know about or don't remember, but that also makes you a lot better, you know." I always sure. say the, the the loser learns a lot more. If you're winning, you, you think you got everything taken care of, but uh, you you have a few setbacks that that get you back in that room and trying to figure some things out of, of how to get better. So. I definitely well, had uh, setbacks. setback.
1: Yeah. No, and I, I mean, I, I'd love to get into some stories of, of maybe who some of those matches were at, at what now is called Fargo. It wasn't in Fargo at the time. I think it was in Iowa city, but, um, but I know that, you know, being as close to your brother as you were, I'm sure you, you kind of felt like you were losing those matches whenever he lost. Um, and then one in particular was, I think it was his scene, excuse me, sophomore year, Steve was going into the state tournament undefeated, um, had maybe won or was second at the Freestyle Nationals the summer before, and actually had a shocking loss in the early yeah. rounds of the state tournament and then was yeah. put out of the tournament. Just, Do you remember that experience at all?
0: I remember that because he'd wrestled that kid numerous times and beat him by – back then, like I said, there wasn't Tech Falls, so he'd beat him by, like, 20, you know. So one maybe one give us the, the backdrop
1: that. on and like how highly touted your brother was going into that match because that was a pretty – pretty uh, shocking event from what i read about. Yeah. And
0: back then it isn't like it is now. It's not double elimination back then. If your kid didn't make the finals, then you, you didn't get to come back and wrestle. And I think if I were, but did he come back and get, or he didn't place that year, did he? No,
1: yeah. He got, what I at read. The first he got yeah. 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 Cause
0: that kid, he beat that kid beat him. And then And then that kid lost the next round and put him out of the tournament. So, yeah, it's tough to handle, you know? And I don't know. I just remember – the thing I remember about, and it was weird, is those days back when my brother Jeff wrestled and my my brother Mike and my brother Steve, I can remember looking at those state brackets and looking at, like, five or six or seven guys that could win it, you know? And then it just – to me – it isn't that way, you know, like when I was in high school, it wasn't that way.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
0: even now it doesn't seem to be that way. You know, there's maybe that one or two kids are, are kind of a cut above the rest of that bracket that, you know, and maybe it wasn't right, but I can just remember seeing, geez, how many tough kids and couldn't believe how many guys were going to, you know, who, who yeah. potentially could win that weight class.
1: So, uh, yeah, but well, oh, even I, your I remember brothers- that match, yeah, I mean, well, even your brother's junior year, though, he wrestled uh, Jeff Gibbon, who I believe is the son or brother of the, of the uh, Iowa State yeah. coach. But, I mean, usually now, if you're a national placer at, at the Summer Nationals, it's almost a foregone conclusion that you're going to win state and do it easily. Um, but to your yeah. point, back then, it seems like there was battles every round oh, of the tournament.
0: Steve was down 9-3 to three in that match and came back in the third period and tied it up. And then beat him in overtime. Wow! And back then they went a one-one-one overtime. You win a whole other match. You know, you're on your feet and then top and bottom. And uh, I can't remember what the score was, but I do remember he was down nine to three. And I think going in third period and uh, and uh, he ended up catching a headlock and maybe got another takedown or what I don't know what, but tied it up and then beat him in overtime. So I, I remember wow. that match vividly. Yeah, it's uh, crazy the that boys was were the... tough.
1: No, The 1-1-1 one, one, one was interesting. But, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Well, um, and here's something funny, too. I watch, I
0: don't know when we were watching videos, but back then, we always picked top. I picked top in every match. That's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I looked at all my matches. I picked top in every match. And then that guy picked top. You know, and I'm just like, why did we oh, pick weird. top back then? <laughs> yeah. But he picked top, I picked top. So it ended up being the same way, but it's like, you know, I was definitely not a top wrestler. I wasn't good on my, <laughs> top. You know, I had no reason to pick top, but that's what we did. We always picked top. Wow, I that is so that's, funny.
1: That is, and yeah, you know, it's it's changed a lot. I'm sure. You know, even doing the overtime where you had to wrestle the full match one 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 because you're right. They, I was looking at the score of that match of your brothers, and it mm-hmm. had the regulation score than the overtime score. I'm thinking, what the heck is that? But you just right. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So then, I mean. Even as good as your brothers were, um, by the time you got to high school, you know, you were the only one in the house, you know, your brothers had gone to college, um, and you really started to come into your own. Now, your senior year, you were the A6 Wrestler of the Year. Um, I think that year, you and Terry Brands, or maybe your junior year, were on the A6 All-American team, so really a, a national phenom. Um, but going into your senior year, you had a little bit of a, a knee injury, um, did that... Did that shake you up a little bit or maybe just talk us through what had happened there on your senior campaign?
0: Um, I had a torn cartilage and I figured a way. My, my big thing was uh, Mr. Kerber, Jeff Kerber. He, uh, he had 125 or 124 wins, something like that. And um, I couldn't miss a match. And I, I never missed a high school match in all four years. But I knew I couldn't miss a match because I I wouldn't catch him. You know what I mean?
1: And, um,
0: if we didn't start, we started the dual state tournament on my senior year. And if we wouldn't have started that, um, I wouldn't have probably had the opportunity to beat his record. But, uh, yeah, I had knee surgery and, uh, ended up wrestling the, uh, the next day. Um, we had it scoped, and uh, I went into practice, I can remember, because it was back then, you just scoped it, and you were back out. And um, I can remember ask, went, going into practice and watching, of course, and uh, Coach said, hey, Ty, he used to call everybody Ty. And he said, hey, can you make weight? And I was like, yeah, and he's like, because I I don't think they had a guy at my weight class. And um, But he said, well, they may bump somebody or they may do whatever, but can you go? And so I can remember having to go make weight the day after I had my knee surgery and then went, wrapped it all up, got the an knee pad and went out there the next day and uh, ended up not having to wrestle but had to be ready to wrestle just in case. But uh, that was just, that was one thing that was just important to me that I, a little thing I didn't want to miss a high school match. And so, and I also had a goal of, of trying to beat uh Mr. Uh, Jeff Kerber's high school record of I think he was 124 you know or something like that and um that was that was a goal of mine so I knew I couldn't miss miss a match I had a dang kidney stone my my senior year too and uh the <laughs> the dang day of a meet and I oh uh yeah I woke up with terrible pain in my back I thought I was I don't know I threw my back out or something and went to the hospital and then they laid me on the table and everything and finally released me at about 12 or one o'clock But they wouldn't they They wouldn't let me go until I drank all this water. And I was like, this, I can't drink. I had all that water, you know, and we got, we got approval from the state to uh, weigh in late. So I weighed <laughs> in at three or four, three or three or four <laughs> o'clock. Um, I went and cut weight after they got out of the hospital and they let me weigh in late. And, uh, we were able to drive oh ourselves down to Burlington. I had to drive down to Burlington and uh, wrestle the match. And that ended up being the kid I had in the state finals. Really? But, uh, it was just something I, I didn't want to miss a match, you know? Yeah. And so uh, oh. that, that's what we did. <laughs> so back then, now I think, boy, that's kind of crazy. But, you know, Man. it just. Well,
1: uh, I was, was going to ask you is how, you know, when you're going through this run, right? Um, you you went at your freshman year, undefeated obviously all four years undefeated and so there probably wasn't a lot of competition in season you know your best matches are probably in the summer it's like what was the what was a typical day like for you and, and how did you measure progress were you just focused on you know getting the most out of the day and, and working as hard as you could in practice or I mean like what were some of the things you look for just on a daily basis to make sure that you were headed in the right direction
0: you know I I had my brothers that that kept a close eye on me you know and, and they watched certainly watched my films back then and said, Hey, you know, this, that and the other. And, but we had a good team, you know, we were state champs as a, uh, our senior year. And we just missed being state champs our junior year. I think we ended up getting third. We lost by, uh, two points or something. Uh, first, second, and third were separated by like two points. So it was a crazy tight race, but, wow. uh, we had great partners in the room and so it wasn't a matter of, of not having somebody to work with, but just, you know, knowing that there's bigger and better things ahead. You know, I wanted to, it, it wasn't so much about that state tournament but I wanted to make that world team or I wanted to be, you know, all those kinds of mm-hmm. things were in my mind, you know, because back then you had an opportunity to make a school boy and then it was junior and then it was espoir. Um That was a, A category that now, that was like an 18 to 20 year old classification. So it went junior and then espoir it was called, and then it went to senior. And so you know, those were kind of my aspirations and and kept me going. You know, so you never thought that you were that good because you knew there was a bunch of guys that were capable of of beating you in the
1: summertime that you
0: you had to keep training for.
1: And do you ever remember a day in high school where you just didn't – you wanted to sleep in and you didn't want to work out or did you just always have that drive and that fire within you?
0: You know, the sport has always just been fun, you know. I, mm-hmm. I've always just loved being on a mat, you know, and rolling around. I mean, there's just – I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but,
1: you know, <laughs> it's just
0: I, – and I tell our kids that too. I said, you got to love the sport. you got to love coming in here. You know, and if you don't love coming in here, then you probably shouldn't be in here, you know, because it's not all that fun. You know, you got to enjoy the hard work you got to enjoy, you know, getting your body tired and kind of those things. And wrestlers are a unique creature, you know, some of those things just aren't into other people, you know, but the the guys that, that are, it's just, uh, it, it's fun to work with those kids and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, there's just never been, like you said, a day that I didn't want to uh, to be there. But part of it was, too, you were a leader. You know, I was a captain from not from day one, but pretty close to it. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't, you know, I, that was an expectation. You know, if you're a captain, then you, you don't show that, you know, you, you right. do everything right. You know, and so that wasn't one of those opportunities that probably made me work that much harder, you know. And we had a tough old coach, Coach Luters, you know. He was uh, as tough as they came and very, very sound in his basics. But conditioning-wise and mental toughness-wise, he prepared us, you know. And, uh, you know, he could take a kid that nobody knew about and he could get him to the state meet, you know, just from good old basic stuff and uh, just hard work and and mentally tough, hard-nosed kid, you know.
1: And, no nonsense, uh, huh? Of, huh? No nonsense
0: kind of guy, huh? Oh yeah, no nonsense. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know he he treated us guys that had success the same as the guys that uh, were just starting out. You know there was no uh, no separation there. He would put anybody in his place at, at any time. But uh, enjoyed my my high school years for sure because just a, a lot of good guys that that being a part of a competitive team that was in the state hunt all the time was, was a blast. You know, it was some good memories.
1: No, um, it is so much more fun when there's the the team aspect. And, you know, one thing I coming into this conversation, I I knew a lot about your background, but I honestly didn't know that you were exposed to um, visualization at a young age. And I'd love just to spend a a minute there before we go on to, uh, to, uh, to some of your, your coaching, uh, your, your coaching philosophy. But, like, what did you visualize, and how often would you do this? I'm, I'm really curious about this.
0: I can remember our coach, we were supposed to go to Iran or Iraq um, for the world championships for the schoolboy freestyle, or, yeah, it was freestyle team. And we didn't get to go because they wouldn't send us because of Iraq, Iran mm-hmm. situation. And so we got to go spend three weeks uh, at the Olympic Training Center. And so we basically trained. And um, it was a blast. I mean, you had all the best kids in the country, um, and uh, we we worked out all the time. And I can remember that was what was kind of neat. Lawrence Jackson was the guy's name from California, and he beat the living tar out of us every single day. Just Corey Bays was tougher nails too. He was a 118 pounder for Okie State for back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. He was tougher nails. So I didn't wrestle him as much. Um, but i can remember Lawrence just beating everybody up and uh just a, a side story is you know i'm 12 or 13 years old then i don't see Lawrence for 3 or 4 or 5 years and guess who i have in the national finals as a freshman at the grecos Lawrence Jackson you know so <laughs> that, you know and that was a big thing and and i end up beating him and i beat him my freshman year and uh that that was a huge huge thing just mentally because he just beat the tar out of everybody when we were 12 or 13 and and then not seeing him again and then having him as a freshman. And then our sophomore year, he beat me. I had him with a chance to get it done. I had a trap arm with seconds to go, and I ended up having a real bad thumb. Uh, the tendon snapped in it, and so it was like a club. I taped it like a club, so I couldn't really use it. But I had the chance to gut him for the win, He reached out and grabbed my hand. I can remember, and it hurt so bad. I I couldn't get him over and ended up losing. And uh, so he beat me my sophomore year, and I got put put in a cast that right after the finals and didn't get to wrestle my sophomore year in the freestyles. But uh, getting back to the visualization, yeah, we had one of those coaches that that talked about that, you know, and had us close our eyes and taught us how to relax our body from our fingers, from our head to our toes and relax your, your fingertips and relax your forearms and biceps. And, you know, and I can remember high school being able to do that. You know, if I was ever nervous, I'd go after a match, go and just close my eyes, put on some headphones or whatever. And I could just, I could knock myself out and fall asleep like nothing, you know, but yeah. just to be able to relax and visualize myself, you know, doing, the exact right things and and visualize how my match is going to go and, and and things like that at a young age. And, and that's something that I think is a big part of the sport is that visualization, having that positive uh, thing in your head, how things are going to go, you know?
1: It's huge. And we had Jake Herbert on a while ago and he talks about it. um, And I think if anyone who had success in any venture in life, um, wrestling or not, I'd be willing to bet that they visualize um, or meditate it to some extent, even if they don't call it that. Um, yep. it, it's it's a super powerful thing. And, you know, that's something that you work with. Positive go self-talk, ahead. you know, just that positive
0: thing just entering in your head, you know, because all these kids, all these kids go out there and think the worst is going to happen, you know, and just getting them to turn and, and, and uh, to see themselves winning and, winning and winning and winning and winning and see themselves doing it. Just right but, but then I go back to him I said, but we got a a lot of that comes into you doing that thing enough times in that practice room so that you can visualize yourself doing that if you haven't done it enough physically it's it's more difficult to visualize yourself doing it you know that muscle yeah. memory and that and that it goes into your mind too and so you know that's one thing I tell our kids a lot too is' just that, that repetition part of it is, is very important too. to be able to visualize yourself. You've you got to physically, I think, do it enough.
1: That's a great point. And, and obviously I get to, the, to the, the other part of the equation is coupling the positive mindset with the, the actual work, right, to, to, to make the leaps and gains that need to be done. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's almost impossible to visualize something that you haven't done before, right? So I think that's a great point, um, yep. a good reinforcement. So yeah. you know, after high school, you went to Iowa State, where an all-American um, had a, a career-ending neck injury, which I'm sure was was an incredibly tough thing to get through at the time. And and now you're a coach at one of the elite high schools in Iowa, Bettendorf High School. Um, so how have you applied, or I guess, yeah, I guess pl- applied is the right word, but you know, use that 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 setback at Iowa State, where your career was ended, um, you weren't able to wrestle again after your sophomore year to. To what you're doing now with with coaching and and developing these young athletes
0: yeah i mean i definitely had different goals and plans
1: coming into college
0: and and definitely didn't achieve what what i had planned to achieve um and definitely didn't do what i hoped to do after college you know going on to to make world teams and, and going to the olympics and, and things like that but you know things happen for reasons and i was thrown into uh coaching at a At a much early age, um, you know I think my first head job I was twenty four years old, so you know i I've always been had the opportunity to be a head coach, which was important to me because I got to do it the way I wanted to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of experiences, so even though I was young, you know, I felt like I was very confident in, in being able to be a head coach and, and technically. I knew what I was doing, um, you know, and so the coaching thing, was, is awesome, and you go back, and you look, you know, if I had to do it all over again, you know, I don't think I'd want it to end any differently than, than how it is right now, because, you know, I met my wife that much earlier, you know, and got married, and had kids, and all the kind of things, and the joy that brings, you know, I planned on, wrestling till I was thirty two years old, you know, and I got married when I was twenty six. If I would have kept training, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows what path, you know. So like I said, I firm believer of how things happen for reasons and uh, you know, the coaching has been awesome, you know, I I'm a teacher because I I guess I could take it the the coaching is what got me into to teaching, you know, I, I really enjoy working with the kids and being a part of, uh, their lives, you know, and seeing that progress from a kid coming in as a freshman and leaving as a senior and the progress on the map, but also the progress of just being, you know, a young man and, and having some good values, hopefully instilling him through our sport, and, uh, having them at least know what hard work is all about and, and, and experiencing the good things. And also, like you said, some of the setbacks and, and finding mm-hmm. a way through those things. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a better sport that around that can give you all those things and, and prepare you for later in life. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's definitely been a blessing for me to, to be able to, to be at this program where I'm at right here. Um, you get a chance to work with some great kids. Um, I always say the kids that I have coming in as freshmen are head and shoulders above some of the other programs just because we have a great little kids club. You know, I got 150 kids that starts tonight. Um, there'll be 150 little kids, you know, and, um, we'll have dozen plus coaches and it's just, you know, it it makes my job easy, you know? So I got kids coming in and they make it fun. They make it fun for these little kids from kindergarten through eighth grade. And, and they want to come and be a part of, of, of wrestling in high school. And so it, it's, it's been a fun thing. This is definitely uh, my last stop. So I have a little fifth grade son that does a heck of a lot of wrestling and uh, they got a great group of kids, uh, probably from fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And uh, it, it's going to be fun to, to have the opportunity to uh, to coach them here in uh, about six, seven years. Actually, no, that going to be through about uh, three, three, four years.
1: I was going to say that's got to be that's got to be pretty special um being able to coach your son and you know apply all the all that knowledge you have uh to that but I think you know how do you balance how do you balance being that overzealous parent which you know I was involved with coaching uh, obviously you are and how do you balance that because you know that's probably the the worst thing about wrestling is that of all sports it seems to bring out the crazies in the parents I, I, well, yeah. I, I, my, I you I know <laughs>
0: The better the kid, the crazier the parents. If you have yeah. a really good kid, the mom or the dad are they're crazy, you know. I don't their mind <laughs> to a certain extent. They almost have to be a little bit, you know. And I always say, "Geez, I hope I don't turn into that guy or that girl that just right. like crazy." But I, I give credit to my son. He he does a great job right now of separating dad and coach, and, and he he understands. You know when I'm the coach and 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 when I got to get on him a little bit and, and work on him with things but uh you know so far it's been fun for him and uh you know I use the same model that that my dad did with me and I take him everywhere you know we went down to Atlanta to the to the national freestyle Grecos and we went up to Michigan for this you know he's heading to Cleveland here before Christmas for some duels. They go down to Kentucky for some other things. So he's getting the experiences and traveling like we did all over the country. Uh, my only problem sometimes is I can't be there a few times because of my, you know, the high school coaching season. So that that's yeah. kind of tough, but you know, we have a, a great little kids group here and, uh, but I want to expose him to other places too. And so we also are part of uh Seabolt Wrestling academy and so we we try to get up there at least once a week and uh that's just a phenomenal phenomenal room But for me it's just I want to get him in front of other coaches that that I respect as well and that I know that have kind of the same value system and and technically are really sound and you won't find a better place than than at Seabolt and it's just a, a great atmosphere the same thing we have a club here a gogi down in in the quad cities here in bentendorf um nick Trezino who was a a kid that i coached um he was a state champ for me went on to wrestle at iowa and he runs that and does an outstanding job for our kids and so for me it's great jake's getting a lot of experiences you know and i'm I'm still coach but in those situations you know i'm not as much of a coach there as i am a dad and uh it's just, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I hope he continues to enjoy the sport like, like I have and uh, continues to wrestle and, and, uh, you know, dad'll enjoy uh, going along for the ride.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All those, all those clubs and academies are awesome. That's something I wanted to ask you before we, before we wrap up here. Is Yeah. How do you, how do you think about this explosion of all the, the clubs and academies and and wrestling all the time, um, you know, like, how old do you think is the appropriate age for a kid to be wrestling 11 months out of the year? Um, or does it really matter if they're having fun? Like, how do you think about that as like a parent and a coach? Well,
0: I know your body is not going to take it because I'm sitting here right now in a chair and just got done with having three neck surgeries here in the fall. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got a neck that's that's not really good. And, you know, a lot of that maybe is genetics, but, some of it's our sport and it just beats you up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't think you have to wrestle a ton of, you know, these little kids that wrestle, you know, 60, 70, 80 matches a year is probably a little too much, but, um, on the flip side, you got kids, you know, my son, he wants to go somewhere every weekend, you know, he'd wrestle every weekend if he could, you know? Mm -hmm. And so do you not take him or do you take him, you know, but, uh, These clubs, yeah, I mean, I can remember when I had my my KWA started, there wasn't anything around really. And now there's just, there's clubs everywhere, you know. Just look at all the clubs just in our state alone. It's just, it's crazy. But it's good for the sport. And, you know, it gets kids like, that. that's one of the reasons. I mean, we have great kids here in the Quad Cities. But we go out there just to get a different atmosphere. And, you know, there's... That room, a uh, Seabolt room is tougher than heck, you know, and you got state champ upon state champ and, champ and national champ and national champ. And a lot of that they knock heads, they're gonna get better, you know. You find those tougher kids and and I don't have to tell him, Hey, you gotta do this or if you wrestle a good kid, he's gonna you know, if you don't sprawl and do this, this and this, somebody's gonna take you down. Well, if he stays around right. locally, he can do whatever he wants to do. Well, he gets up in that room, guess what? He gets taken down. You know, and so dad doesn't have to necessarily uh, say it anymore. He, he can, he can firsthand uh, experience it, you know.
1: It's like a business up here in Chicago. I, I know you, you've been up here a lot, but I mean, these clubs up here are unbelievable. And yet to your point, I mean, it just raises the level of competition for everyone. And, and I think that trickles down to those cadet national, excuse me, the cadet and junior world teams. I mean, the U S is, you know, a force to be reckoned with on a senior level but on the cadet and junior level, just as much. Um, and so I think it's just a great, great time for wrestling right now. You got flow wrestling, which is awesome. You got, yeah. you, know, well, you got these was, young
0: kids coming in competing with everybody because of yeah. their experiences, because of those clubs, because of those regional training centers and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just, yeah, you get around better kids and, and, Hey, you're going to get better, you know,
1: and, and you get around some,
0: some good coaching too. And, uh, it's kind of exciting. And as long as, like you can find that balance, you know, and, you know, figure out when a kid needs a little break here and there. But, you know, like I said, when I was little, we, we couldn't get enough of it. And, you know, right now I got a son that is kind of that same way. And uh, so, you know, we, we do a lot of wrestling that uh, I just want to, my goal is to put him in front of as many different people as I can, you know, so that he can learn from as many different people, not just dad.
1: You know, right. and then
0: dad, dad tells him a few things, but if you tell him, you could tell him the exact same thing, and boy, it, it may hit home with him, you know, so. Have
1: yeah. you got him involved with the Askren Club at all, Askrin Wrestling Academy, AWA? No, it,
0: uh, we've wrestled a lot of those Askrin kids, but uh, yeah, ben, ben has a great club up there. and uh, Great club. We actually, uh, we, like I said, we see Ben actually, a little fun fact, he uh, is from Bentendorf. And nobody knows that. Really? He grew up. Yeah. Their family grew up in Benton North, Iowa. And uh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah. His dad is still, I saw his dad a few years ago, uh, came and watched our little middle school matches. And he introduced himself to me. And uh, I said, Yeah, yeah. And I had never met him before, but I knew Ben. And talking with Ben, because I was trying to get him down to, to do a camp for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, Yeah, that's where he grew up. And I said, Oh, you're kidding me. And then they moved away when he was young. But uh, I was like a little kind of crazy fun fact, but no.
1: His mental Mondays are amazing. Do you watch those? Do you know what those I are? I don't all? know. Uh-uh. Every Monday – so he's a uh, huge into sports psychology. Every Monday he'll record himself anywhere from three or ten minutes on just some aspect of, of uh, the mental game of wrestling. And it started with him just doing them on Facebook. And they got so big, about 10,000 views every Monday, that now <laughs> – he's like the official media guy for Rudis. And so they're on the Rudis wrestling website. Um, okay. and so they'll range, uh, I'll send you them. You would love them. But, um, and now you got some time in your hands, you can, yeah. you can watch all the backlog ones, but you know, that's anywhere from you know just getting comfortable with being tired when you're wrestling, because you're never not going to be tired to, right. you know, setting goals to overcoming failures. I mean, a lot of them are also really good for parents too, though. And, and you get into, um, yeah, you know, how he doesn't have his kids, you know, under a certain age, cutting weight, um, and he really yeah. discourages it. So it's really good for the parents as much as for the kids. But I, I listen to them now just to get my day started in a professional sense. Um, right. They're absolutely amazing it's every You're, Monday. Every Monday, it's called Mental Monday. Right. Yeah, and it's um, um, check it out. Uh, oh yeah, I'll send you. The, I'll send you a couple of my uh, favorite ones. But no, there's, yeah. I mean, he did them um, proficiently for about two years on Facebook, and then um, he's a partner at Rudis, and so that's that got picked up with them now. So they're doing some great things at Rudis. Um, that's awesome. And just, we're going to wrap up with some quick rapid fire questions here, coach. Um, five questions and we'll let you go. Is that cool? All right. All right. Let's get started. Um, toughest match that you can remember for you personally in high school, any, any, like when you just, when someone says, when was there a match when you were in the pain cave, when you were absolutely hurting and whether you won or lost, it was just an absolute, freaking grind for you
0: well first thing comes to mind the toughest matches uh it's kind of crazy story because it was benton north kit uh craig wagner, wagner? You know, jack, yeah. jack wagner who wrestles at, at I. yeah that was and i and
1: i, year, and I right?
0: yeah and i coached him it's his mm-hmm, dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it was my freshman year and, and his dad was a senior and uh and i i bumped up at, to 105 and we wrestled and and that was uh that was a a close match. So uh, he was tough, tough legger, big, strong kid. And so it's, that's kind of a funny story that, you know, now that we're, we're good friends and stuff. And, uh, you know, cause Benton, Dorf, and Clinton were huge rivalries back then. So yeah, that's, that's what I think of that.
1: I think of, I think of Craig. Well, and just to give some folks some context, Craig Wagner, a huge supporter of wrestling in Eastern Iowa, a great guy, oh. um, huge, just, I he, couldn't well, think of a nicer guy.
0: Yeah. When I talk about Summit and Agogi Wrestling Academy, that was Craig Wagner's doing. He put up a building and gave us an opportunity to have a, a club where people from everywhere could come, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he's so nice. He doesn't charge the high school kids a dime. They not pay a dime. Yeah. They come in and work out, you know. just He, he wants to, to provide an opportunity for uh, kids to, to get better and, and to give back to the sport of wrestling. And so he probably loses money on the deal, but uh, he still uh, provides that opportunity for them. And then also provides little kids. They probably got 30, 40 little kids that come, you know, and train twice a week. And, you know, that's a big reason for my success at the high school level because these little kids wrestle at Bendorf Wrestling Club two days a week and they wrestle down at Agogi two days a week. And then if I was healthy, I run my night wrestling academy on Fridays and it's not hard wrestling it's just technique you know mm-hmm. it's just getting them to to learn some things that maybe they aren't seeing at the other places and uh you know so those little kids are on the mat almost 5 days a week and so they they got to get better you know yeah. it, it just it just happens and so uh you know a lot of like i said a lot of our success is attributed to to that facility right there in, in Craig Wagner so
1: for the people Great who guy. are not familiar, yeah, he, he did a lot for my brother, Tanner and I, and He he's awesome. Um, yeah, for folks of you who don't know the name or know the club name, um, it's very much like a, you know, the facility is equivalent with uh, Overtime School of Wrestling up here in Chicago with either, I mean, it's just state-of-the-art facility. You have to check it out online, um, and I'll, I'll yep. provide some links to that in the show notes. Um, but okay, so that was your, that was your toughest match, which... Makes sense because you were a freshman, he's a returning state champ, and you go up a weight class and beat him 5-2, which, I mean, that in itself is unbelievable. Um, okay, so next question is, what's the what's your best memory from wrestling that you can think of?
0: Oh, geez.
1: Like, best win, best or, uh, just any moment. I mean, like, your favorite memory, whatever it might be.
0: I would have to say, it just comes to mind, like, that fourth state title is pretty special, you know? Yeah. After after you win that in that standing ovation um uh that kind of uh sticks in your head for forever it's a, a neat tradition that uh that Iowa does and I'm sure other states do as well, but you know just to have everybody on their feet after you win that that's a hard thing to forget
1: I can't yeah I mean I can only imagine um okay third question is what's the best match you've ever ever watched, whether it's college or or freestyle what's one that the the diehard can look up in and youtube or or try to find that you thought was one of the best matches you've ever seen
0: oh geez probably the olympics trials in indianapolis and it was dennis hall and um the brandon paulson match in 04 yeah brandon paulson yeah and i happen to be sitting next to brandon's sister in the match. And she's going absolutely crazy, but that was the greatest match. You know, those guys just went best friends, you know, and uh, just went at it for the, the chance to be on that Olympic team. And I become friends with, with Dennis too, over the, over the years, just a outstanding guy. And uh, he just accepted the uh, Greco position at the RTC at Ohio state. So that's a big win uh, for Ohio state. Cause he's just an, an outstanding, outstanding guy.
1: But, it's a big yeah, for Greco, too. Um, oh, I, I do, heck yes. I, I, I remember that match. When I was in eighth grade. My mom took me out there to that, and um, we were watching because Matt Lackey, a local guy, was competing in it, but, um, yeah. you know, we stayed for the whole thing, and uh, it was an 18-minute match, and I wish yeah. that the rules now reflected overtime that way rather than these ties that we get now, which, which kind of exactly. drives me crazy. Um, yeah. that, that was an that was LL awesome. match, though. Yep. Uh, and then Ironside and Kerry Collat. That's always that's a good one too that I know about. Oh, yeah, that's a really here. good one. That's yeah. a great match.
0: Yeah. Um, and and McElravey and Abbas in the finals.
1: Jerry Abbas. Well, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, match. came
0: back. Yeah, that was that was one of the greatest matches that I watched. And he was a true
1: freshman, that was in Iowa. Yes, Pittsburgh, he was.
0: Right? Yes. Yep, true freshman. Yeah.
1: He had been pulled in last minute and then Carrier choice steiner, steiner course, pulled down weight. And he was the, return steiner, the I think was ranked, Yeah, he
0: was ranked number one at 42. Talk about second. And he had won it the year before. Team. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't win it at 34. He got third. Yeah, yeah. crazy.
1: Um, but they um, won the yeah, national I mean,
0: title because of it. You know, talk yeah. about sacrifice for your team. Last second, last few weeks going in your season, man, and make the pull down to 34 so this true freshman can come in, and then you end up not even winning the thing when You were ranked number one at forty two. And uh, you know, I don't know point wise what it was,
1: but geez, I don't know. Maybe they don't win big it swing.
0: If uh if you, if they don't do that. So uh yeah, big sacrifice yeah. for Terry.
1: And the crazy right. thing about that, um about that was that Ravy, I, I I think I'm remembering this correctly, but he might have got beat his very first match, but then went on at Carver, but then went on to obviously, you know, he could have been a four timer, got beat by um Illinois. Was it Mar- Marinelli? Mar- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. His yep. junior From year Illinois. and then. Yep. Yeah, Carver then he, again. <laughs> well, and then he redshirted and then he came back and wrestled Bono at and I, which was a hell of a match there
0: in the yeah. finals.
1: Um, but I mean, those were, those were some incredible, incredible uh, tales to hear in the, in the Iowa room. And, but that match in yep. particular, Abbas and uh, Macri, we'll post that as well. That was a great match.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then of course, Steve and Abbas went on to be Jerry's brother went on to be one of the best wrestlers uh, in the 2000s hands down for sure um great 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 family out of uh, of Fresno California yeah um so I said I had two more we'll kind of combine this question just into one but you know we've touched on it a little bit but you know how would you say wrestling has impacted your life and then on that same note I always ask everybody this but if, if you were at the store and someone came up to you and said, why would my kid wrestle? You know, what would you say? So I'm just kind of combining those two questions into one here, but I'll just leave it to you, coach, to, to close things I, out on I the don't impact. think there's a better sport.
0: I mean, it, it fits, to me, it, it fits anybody. You don't, you can be short, you can be tall, you can be heavy, you can be skinny, you can be strong, you can be weak. You know, it it. there's a place for you wrestling-wise, you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, like football, you know, if I'm, my son's probably not going to be a football player just because of his mom and dad are <laughs> kind of little, you know, and, uh, but and he can be a wrestler, you know, anybody can be a wrestler. And uh, like I said, I think it teaches you a ton about life. You know, it, it, it just, it prepares you, you know, for, for setbacks, for, for hard work, for day in and day out grinding you know, for, for being in a situation that maybe you don't like being in, but you still got to be there every day. You know, it it just prepares you for, for life. And as far as wrestling, for me, it's just such a big part of my life. I mean, I, I honestly don't think there's a day that goes by that I'm on not online watching something, you know, YouTube is awesome. Flow wrestling is awesome, especially with their new things they're doing with all the technique and I, am a, I'm a technique guy. I, I just love watching technique and figuring things out. And I always tell the kids today, they have no excuse for not being able to figure out something that they have problems with because when we grew up, we didn't have access to what they do. I mean, they can literally type in counters, defense to double legs or, or setups to double legs. And then you see you know, Jordan Burroughs right there showing you all the best, the best guy in the world showing you what he does, you know, and they have almost free access to it. I mean, flow costs of money, but very, very worth the money, you know. And um shoot, I can sit here at home and watch the world championships. It's just awesome. And oh, awesome. so now wrestling's been a huge part of my life. And um and and it always will be, you know. And it's just uh it's been it's been a special thing.
1: Yeah, I mean Obviously, it's a it's all, huge part of your life, and you're uh, just a huge influence in the eastern Iowa, western Illinois area, and do a lot for it. Just real quick before I got you though, because now I'm, this is just a selfish question, selfish uh-huh. question. I'm getting back into uh, just some volunteer coaching this year at a, at a Catholic school up here in um, Chicago. But what, uh, what resources do you like for technique? Do you like Collapse, Library? Do you like Flow? There's so many that sometimes you don't know where to go. What are some ones you go back to frequently?
0: I have both. Um, you know, I, I just love, uh, searching online. I mean, there's so much stuff on just YouTube, you that know, free. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's free, but no, I love flows stuff and the way they're setting it up recently, you know, like right now he he has it set into books so you can go to like book one and it's all just basic level positioning and stuff like that. And you go into book two, but you can also mm-hmm. search out, you know, I want, I, I love Kale Sanderson stuff, you know? So, like, Kale Sanderson, hey, there he is. I mean, it's just, it's amazing, you know, how you can just have <laughs> at your fingertips access to all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, and I just love watching, you know, you know, watching the World Championships and watching some of these guys and what they do, you know, some of these foreign guys, because they do different stuff that we do, you know? And it's just like, holy cow. And now like, I can sit here and watch every match of the World Championships, over and over and over again, you yeah. know, and pick, and pick out little things. And, you know, I love to, to get on the mat and then see if, if that works, you know, and how, how we can figure that out and what we can do and change it and make it, make it something that we can use. And, uh, I guess this year, my neck, the way it is, it's going to be a hard year because I'm a coach that's very active on the mat, wrestling around. And, uh, I think by the wrestling live days are pretty much kind of done, but I want to at least be able to still be able to show technique, and, uh, hopefully, uh, if things heal that, that will, uh, be a possibility, but, uh, yeah, I love, I love technique, and I love just, just sitting and, and watching wrestling, so. I'll believe, i mean, I'll
1: believe it when I see it, that your days are le- wrestling live or done, but, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully for the, for the time being, at least, so you can get healthy. If, if I'm smart, they're done. I, I just,
0: <laughs> what I've been through in the last few months, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to do again. So, I, I yeah. think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I can roll around with my son until he gets big enough to whoop me. But uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be nice to at least be able to do that for sure.
1: Well, Coach, I, uh, I really appreciate your time. We've gone way over time here, but I, I know you and I could talk wrestling like this for hours. So. I just want to thank you for coming on, and uh, you know, best of luck to you with your recovery, and best of luck to you, to you and your your son this season. Excited for Thank you, guys. you
0: so much, and I just want you to, I want to say thanks for reaching out to me. I, I appreciate it. I enjoy talking wrestling anytime, and uh, I just want to wish you the the best of success with this podcast. So, we'll be watching. And again, I just wanna, I want to say thanks. I I appreciate talking. That was fun. Any
1: anytime, Coach Knight. Um, and we'll uh. So we'll, we'll cut this, the interview right there um, when I edit it. But, uh, but yeah, no, okay. this was awesome. I, I really appreciate uh, hey, thanks. appreciate I it coming on. I hope everything
0: was the way you wanted
1: it to go. So. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, one thing I always ask is, you know, you know, the, you, know you have a pulse on the wrestling world and, and all those relationships far better than I do. So if you think of people who you think would, would have – you know, good stories to tell, Um, just let me know and I can I can reach out to them and, and we'll try to get them on here. So it's, you know, this isn't limited to people who are, you know, four-time state champs. I'm interviewing a guy next yeah. week, actually, who had a, had a run-in with a law at a young age and actually wrestled um, wrestled in high school, had a run-in with the law, got out of jail and he was 26 and then wrestled for a JUCO team in Oregon and was a national qualifier and wrestling had a big awesome. impact on his life.
0: So yeah, you know, it doesn't see, have to those be... Those stories right there, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. His name's Richard Jensen. But um he uh, he does a lot of motivational talk now for like Oregon State and I think he's pretty close with um, Jim Sileski who's coaching out there. So um stuff like that is what we wanna get out there. I mean there's obviously business people, there's there's, you know, actors, there's you know, a lot of people who have been impacted by wrestling. So it doesn't have to be yep. like the Jordan Barrels of the world, who we are, you know, hopefully gonna have on at some point. But um right, yeah, that's just right. that you keep the keep your ears open and if you think of anyone who you think we should talk to you. Just let us know.
0: All right. I sure will. And thanks again. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot, coach.
0: All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: That's the end of this episode, but definitely not the end of the show. For more episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Peace.